This edition of AIM Hometown Innovations podcast is sponsored by Second Street Artist Lofts. The Second Street Artist Lofts in the heart of downtown Decatur are scheduled for completion by the summer of 2019 and when complete will offer income-based apartments with preference to entrepreneurial artists. Residents will be able to take advantage of creative engagement centers, diverse programming, and spaces to create and collaborate. Second Street Artist Lofts, a place to live, create, and inspire. This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story. Welcome to this episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Chelsea Schneider, AIM Innovations Content Manager. And today I am with Decatur Mayor Ken Meyer. We are actually at Mirrors Institute in Indianapolis, a really cool ideas exchange. So thank you so much for being here, Mayor. Thank you for asking me to participate. I appreciate it. So Decatur has such a unique sense of place, artistically inspired innovation, um, a really cool background in terms of sculpture artists, you know, coming to Decatur to display their work. Tell me a little bit about what you all have going on in the city and some of the projects you've launched. Well, the, at the epicenter of the arts is our annual sculpture tour. And this past year was our seventh year of the sculpture tour. Uh, it began uh, under Mayor Schultz, John Schultz's administration. And a young man named Greg Mendez, who's from Decatur, and he's a metal sculptor, and one of the reasons he got into metal sculpting was that he realized that a man named David Smith, who's dead and gone now, uh, was one of the first ever uh, notarized uh, metal sculptors in the United States. And if you're into metal sculpting, you know the name David Smith, was born and raised in Decatur, Indiana. So with that in mind, our local metal sculptor who goes around the country at various uh, uh, displays. Uh, he came to Mayor Schultz and uh, said, I think we need to start a sculpture tour here. And nobody seemed to really even know what a sculpture tour was. Uh, within a few months, there was a, a committee formed and we had our first sculpture tour. I think it had a grand total of 12 sculptures in it. Uh, since then, now we have evolved to where uh, we have people apply to be in our sculpture tour. We juror them and only accept the ones that we see fit for that coming year. Uh, right now, I think we're displaying around 25 uh, sculptures that are on lease. What happens is these sculptures come into the community in June. We have a big sculpture tour weekend where all the new pieces are unveiled and they're on display for 10 months. And uh, around April of the following year then they're taken down and some of them get bought and some of them move on to other uh, shows elsewhere in the country. Well the really neat thing about all of this is that it's inspired our community uh, to be more involved in the arts and we now 
went from a community with 12 pieces on display to a community with roughly 25 pieces on display representing, I believe, eight different states the sculptors are from. Plus, the city has, we own now, I believe, uh, some 20-some-odd pieces of sculptures. We have a sculpture park that we own all those pieces in, and we plan to expand that sculpture park as we own more pieces. Uh, we have uh, sculptures all over the town now. So it's really, really grown leaps and bounds, and it's a one of the funnest weekends of the year is when all these sculptors from Colorado and Minnesota and Missouri and West Virginia, they all come into town, and it's a big, a big festival, a lot of fun. You know, it's such a unique way to showcase public art, and public art is something that a lot of communities are looking at. How do you think, you know, public art has become an asset to Decatur, and why do you think it's an asset to communities across Indiana? Well, if you would have asked me that question when I was a little boy, I would have said, our community will never be into the arts. But now, uh, fast forward to modern time, and our community has bought in in a big way. A local developer, Kevin Biggs, Biggs Inc., who's um, part of the GE project in Fort Wayne, of, and uh, he partnered with the city of Decatur helped clear some land. He bought an old uh, downtown building and is in the process right now of renovating that building and converting it into a 16-unit apartment building for artists, young artists. So uh, part of our future goal is to attract uh, young college graduate uh, people to come live in Decatur and build their resume while they're there, uh, offer them places to display their work, and a place to uh, actually do their work. We're hoping to open a, a, a location about a block away for, uh, which would allow, uh, if let's say they're in the metal sculpture working, uh, that they can actually create sculptures there. Um, it's, it's a long, cumbersome process, but it's, it's, it's evolving, it really is. And since then, the young man I mentioned earlier, Greg Mendez, has partnered with another young man and they've bought a building and they now have an, an art, they are leasing art studio space. And I believe they have about seven studios leased. And in addition to that, they have a very beautiful art gallery that's going on with piece, people bringing in pieces from around Northern Indiana, so. Great. I remember, you know, visiting Decatur. It was a couple of months ago mm -hmm. now, right? Time mm -hmm. flies and us walking around downtown and seeing the sculptures. When you're walking around downtown Decatur, you see a lot of new projects. So tell me a little bit about the plaza that yeah. you all put in. Yep, yeah, just uh, one block south of City Hall is the courthouse, and right across the street from the courthouse, running between the main street, which is 2nd Street, and 1st Street, which runs parallel to the riverbank, we built a plaza. It's a one block long plaza. And, you know, the, I know they say, uh, build it and they will come, as a phrase that gets used a lot. And that has never been more true than with our plaza. When the plaza was finished, um, we started having a Thursday night concert series that our Chamber of Commerce has really helped kick off. And I believe our maximum occupancy for the plaza is supposed to be 999 people. But I hope no one was counting heads because I, th I believe that almost every Thursday night, it, it was just packed with people food vendors, 
you name it. We have a we we have a farmers market that same evening prior to the concert, and Thursday night, Indicator. It just has proven to be the place to be on the plaza. So it's called the Madison Street Plaza. What would you tell another city or town official who's looking into creating that organic gathering space in their communities? What are some of the things that you guys learned, you know, going through the Plaza Project that you might be able to pass along? Well, number one, it's not cheap. It's, uh, it's, a, it's something that, you know, we had a long-term vision of doing this. And when it went out to bid, because uh, 2017, 2018 has been so good with the, the, the construction, uh, bids came in higher than expected. So it, it's, a, it's a very difficult process. We, we did have to cut some corners. We put in a little more concrete and a little f- less pavers than what we originally uh, wanted. Another thing that this may sound kind of corny, but if you're going to build something like this, you have to build restrooms to go along with it. Uh, we're fortunate, our redevelopment commission using our some of our TIF revenues was able to purchase a small building that's right adjacent to the plaza. We completely converted that into public restroom use and it's a, it's been a big asset to having, and if you're gonna have a big gathering like that weekly, um, then you have to have facilities. The plaza also gets, gets, can be used for anything imaginable. We've written up some rules and regulations. You know, if a family wants to have a, a wedding there, if, if it wants to be used for uh, class reunions or you name it, it it's pretty much uh, unending what the, the plaza can be used for. And you guys have done a lot to plan for your downtown, but mm-hmm. you're also in the middle of planning what the future is going to look like for the U.S. 27 corridor, which is a major corridor that goes through Indiana. So what have you guys been doing there? Right. From uh, the north, very north to the south end of Decatur, our redevelopment commission, again, is uh, they're using some of their funds. We've hired an engineering firm to do a feasibility study to help enhance that entire corridor as for uh, traffic safety, pedestrian safety, signage, uh, just anything that can go along to enhance that entire corridor. Uh, while this is happening, we are building, we are rebuilding a park that's right off of US 27. And this park is the it's the park where all the kids are during the summer. It's it's the park that has uh, I believe right now seven ball fields out there, and every boy and girl that's played softball or ba- little league baseball over the years that's where they've played. Uh, the fields, some of those fields will be is 50 years old uh, in 2019, and we've realized that they need completely re, uh, renovated. So uh, we kicked off a capital campaign with our community. We're, it's about a $2.3 million project, and I was fortunate to get a speak at opening day at, of uh, Little League Baseball this year. And I, you know, literally every child's grandparent and parent and aunt and uncle was at this so there was a large crowd and I just I, I told them all I said if you live in the 46733 zip code which is the Decatur zip code whether you live in the community or surrounding the, the community you've probably have a history with this park it's called Hannah Nutman Park and if you you know if you if you're invested in that community why don't you turn around and reinvest now so that the next generation, for the next 50 years, we can have a, a great quality of, of 
place for kids to play ball. So uh, we've kicked off our capital campaign for that. We're looking to raise a million dollars from the community and the city will fund the balance of it. It's going well. We're getting a great reception from uh, not only the corporate members of the community with the, the industry and businesses, but individuals. It's really cool how uh, families are giving, you know, $250 here and $1,000 there, and it's all adding up. So we hope to break ground at the conclusion of this summer, this coming summer's baseball and softball seasons, which would be like uh, end of July, breaking ground and having it ready to play uh, in the spring of 2020. You know, as we wrap this podcast up, what would you hope people would know about Decatur? Maybe it's somebody from another part of Indiana. You know, what what does Decatur really mean to the community, but also the state at large? Well, I hope you can appreciate this. You know, municipalities are like real estate. It's all about location, location, location. You know, we're not on an interstate highway. We're not on a major thoroughfare like US 30 that runs between Toledo and Chicago. We're on US 27, which is a major highway, but it's nonetheless it's not like not like some of the others in Northeast Indiana that are right on an interstate or a big thoroughfare. So our goal there in Decatur is I'll I'll speak about myself and my own family. My dad worked in Fort Wayne but chose to live in Decatur. He worked in Fort Wayne 37 years. My brother worked in Fort Wayne for 30 years, lived in Decatur. Be- prior to being mayor, I worked in Fort Wayne for 28 years. I have two daughters, both of their husbands work in Fort Wayne and they live in Decatur. There's nothing wrong with, uh, Fort Wayne's only about a 20 minute drive from Decatur. There's nothing wrong with working in Fort Wayne and living in Decatur. Fort Wayne has a lot to offer. It's the second largest city in the state. so. Uh, we're just hoping that more people realize the small town safety quality of life that we have to offer and will choose to make Decatur their home and you know whether they you know we have a lot of good employment in Decatur however uh, if we're going to grow they can't all work there and, and there's nothing wrong with working in Fort Wayne and making that little commute you can drive to Fort Wayne and get to your job generally just as quickly as you can driving from one side of Fort Wayne to the other side so I, I kind of refer to Fort Wayne as a suburb of Decatur. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Mayor, for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. So. Thanks, for, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This podcast was sponsored by Second Street Artist Lofts.